BC is at the forefront of advances in cancer prevention, detection, and treatment, and we need to accelerate the speed of science from labs to patients. This part of an article in the Vancouver Sun the other day entitled, The Future of Cancer Care in BC is in Our Hands, and We Need to Act Now. The author of the article is the president and CEO of the BC Cancer Society. Sarah Roth is back with us this morning. Sarah, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you back with us. This campaign is entitled Beyond Belief, and the ambitious uh, target goal is $500 million. Please tell us more. The BC Cancer Foundation is the largest charitable funder of cancer research and care in British Columbia. All of our donor dollars stay right here in our province to support the six BC Cancer Centres. And as you said, as you opened... This is the number one public health challenge facing our generation, the generation before us, and generations to come. And Mm -hmm. we have world experts here at BC Cancer. So we have launched this campaign to fund three major areas. Number one, which is talked about a lot, is people. We need to retain and recruit the best people, whether they're clinicians or scientists here in British Columbia, and philanthropy can play a role in that. Number two is innovation and technology, so making sure we have the most state-of-the-art equipment on the clinical side and also in the labs. And number three is access, increasing access to care so all British Columbians have cancer care closer to home. And how is that access these days, Sarah, compared to what your end goal looks like? Great question. So uh, right now there are six cancer centres across the province, Prince George, Abbotsford, Surrey, Vancouver, Kelowna, and Victoria. The government recently announced another centre, which will be part of the new development in Cloverdale, uh, adjacent to the new Surrey Hospital. So there'll be a a seventh BC cancer site. And then there are plans for three additional sites in other parts of the province, Burnaby, Nanaimo, and Kamloops. Can we? Uh, can I ask you just point blank to deal with a very common conspiracy theory uh, that, that is out there, Sarah, and it lands in front of us uh, like an elephant in the room every time this comes up? There's some kind of a QAnon-type thought that says there's no cure for cancer because it's in the best interest of the drug industry and the fundraisers in the cancer society to keep the money coming in endlessly uh, and therefore generating endless employment, etc. It sounds as thin as it as it is but it's there and it comes up a lot not the first time you've heard it either is it it's not and um it doesn't come up much but what i will say is cancer is the smartest disease there is so cancer has an incredible ability to mutate and we're seeing that a bit with covid as new variants appear cancer is imagine that a hundredfold yeah So that's why you need to invest in the research, um, because every time they target uh, a specific biomarker or a specific um, drug therapy that might work for you, over time, maybe it it will start to be less effective. Or you and I have the same cancer diagnosis, it works for you, but it doesn't work for me. Why? Mm -hmm. So. It's, you know, we are complex human beings, um, so, and unfortunately, cancer just can outsmart us. Um, however, there's an incredible amount of hope, and the BC Cancer Foundation 
wants every British Columbian to to believe in that hope. And that's why our campaign is beyond belief, because there have been huge strides. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, that's that's my answer to the question. Sure. So what about the target date? You've 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 come up with this amazing number, five hundred million dollars, half a billion dollars, Sarah. What's the timeline that you've associated to try and hit that amazing target? Well, through the generous support of our over 100,000 donors, our campaign quietly started three years ago. And we are hoping to conclude this in the next three to four years. And I want to emphasize that every dollar counts. It it sounds like a staggering amount, but it's actually cumulative. Last year, we uh, posted $77 million in revenue, and that was made up of lots and lots and lots of donors sure. all over. Mm-hmm. So the $10 donors to the you know million-plus donors, it, it all adds up, and every dollar makes a difference. And again, all of our dollars stay in British Columbia. Very quick final question to you. What is legacy donation? How does that affect the bottom line? I would think very favorably. Yeah, we, we really encourage people who are thinking about their estate plans, their, their wills. I mean, it's It's shocking how many people don't have a will. So Mm -hmm. I encourage everyone, no matter what age you're at, I mean, life, life is precious. Um, So you want to make sure that you're planning ahead and, and thinking about what's important to you and what organizations do you trust? Do you believe will um, really make an impact in your society, in your community? So the BC Cancer Foundation does work with, many financial advisors or, you know, people's lawyers to help them with wording in their wills. And you're right, it makes a huge difference. Because one thing to remember is science is the long game. Um, You know, think about 20 years ago, what we were dealing with, and what we deal with now. And, you know, these diseases take a while to understand. And so investments now absolutely pay off for future generations. No question about it. It's a very ambitious program, Sarah, and we went through nothing but considerable success in achieving it uh, over that nice, comfortable timeline of a few years out. $500 million. It's all about beyond belief, and we encourage you to help out BC Cancer in any way you can. Sarah Roth, thanks again. Nice to have you back on the show this morning. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.